1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. If you've forgotten the difference between watching a movie and experiencing one, you need to visit Marcus Theaters. Start by visiting MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, who is a traveling dude today from Philadelphia. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys doing? We're good. Are you in the guest suite of uh, of the home, or are you staying no, in a hotel? No, we're, we're, we're in an Airbnb. Airbnb. Not, 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 not far away. Have you have you, have you you taken in the town at all since you've been there? Uh, no, nah, we're really, we just got in in time to, to go visit and have dinner and Play with the baby. Okay, so okay. It's, so which, it's a, which is the which is the point of the trip? So right. you're it's a family visit. You don't care uh, about any history in Philadelphia. What did or didn't? We've been we've been through a lot of the history over the years. Saw the Liberty Bell, put an extra crack in it. Um, <laughs> went down went down to Graff House, which is where Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. No, oh. I've never heard that. I didn't know. I didn't know either until my daughter moved here. But there you go. Look at that! So much more than music news with Gary Graff. Yeah. <laughs> so much more. And there's a lot going on this week, you know, with the Derby and the coronation and the Star Wars Day and whatever else. <laughs> I mean, you know, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco, Cinco de Mayo. Pile uh, yeah. all that up. Fishing and then, opens tomorrow here in Wisconsin. Yeah. The fishing season right. opens up, and you got the Rock there and Roll uh, Hall of Fame inductees introduced. They, uh, they announced their inductees. A as as is becoming usual, kind of a polarizing and curious clash a class of inductees in the performer category we have kate bush cheryl crow missy elliott george michael willie nelson rage against the machine and the spinners we have dj cool herc and link ray in the getting the musical influence award shaka khan al cooper and bernie talpin getting the musical excellence award and don cornelius uh, we'll, we'll get the Ahmed Erdogan award for non-performers, uh, getting a little soul train in there. So yeah, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of social media traffic about this class. And then particularly about those who weren't chosen, you know, we're talking about Soundgarden, Iron Maiden, the White Stripes, uh, Warren Zevon. People thought this was going to be his year. So it, it, it as usual raises eyebrows and, uh, are your, are, are, are your eyebrows raised Gary? They were. They were. I really expect. I really expected this to be Warren Zevon's year. I truly did. I thought Soundgarden and/or Iron Maiden uh, would certainly get in. I mean, they're clearly, you know, they're they're taking seriously this new mission statement that they unveiled or unveiled earlier this year. That's you know much, you know, very inclusive and basically saying we're going to induct whoever we want. And, you know, we, we don't think rock and roll is a bunch of guys playing guitar, which is fair enough. But it's, but hold on, my, hold on. It's the rock and roll hall of fame. I, I, that's, that's where, that's where people get rubbed the wrong way. It's not the Grammys. It's not the American music awards. It's not just the music. It's the rock and roll hall of fame. Absolutely correct. And there, the rock hall foundation's contention is that rock and roll is more than rock and roll. <laughs> is that you can you can identify you know again more than you know guys or women playing guitar as rock and roll. So you know in their in their under their new mission statement, a Missy Elliott, a George Michael, a Willie Nelson, even though he's a guy playing a guitar, 
belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it's going to be an eternal argument as long as we're alive, as long as the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is alive, that that's going to be an argument. It's and like a list on the Internet, you know. You can make your own list. Well, you can say, too, the more debate, the better it is. But hold on a second. When the when the people of Cleveland and specifically WMMS, which is the radio station there, the Buzzard mm-hmm. in Cleveland, they are the rock station. Right. Did all that work to get all those signatures and raise they raised money for this too, right? Oh yeah. For the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to have it in Cleveland. This isn't what they were told it was going to be, right? Uh, or at least it wasn't what they expected it would, would be. Now. Yeah, And my my great concern, you know, just from a historical perspective, is they're going to leave out a lot of worthy artists who play rock and roll, what we all, what we all consider rock and roll, real rock and roll. They're going to get left out. All right. Here's because a letter. Here's a letter from a loyal listener to you, Gary. Okay. He Bye. says, I'll read it as it appears. Loyal to you, not yeah. to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Morning. I'm sure you're going to talk to Gary about the, in in, uh, quotation marks, the Rock Hall inductees. This is becoming more and more of a joke. Does he feel the vote even matters? How does Missy Elliott, who finished 13 in the fan vote, get more votes than Soundgarden, Iron Maiden, Warren Zevon, or Cyndi Lauper? Since they never reveal the vote totals, like the Baseball Hall of Fame, is it possible the inductees are just selected and the vote is a, is a sham? Can the Rock Hall voters demand transparency? Signed, Kevin from Brookfield. Well, hi, Kevin from Brookfield. Um, good point. And, you know, in short, we don't know the answer to that. We take on faith, I guess, that that ballot I send in every year gets counted. Um, you know, I, I and I don't know that I see a a mass of of the voters of the professional voters, you know, getting our dander up to demand that kind of transparency. Now, that's just the truth of it. I, mean, I don't know if I see the voters organ, organizing and asking uh, for for a public for the vote tally to be made public. You know, we do know we do know what the public vote is every year. You know, George Michael won this year with over a million votes, and the rest of the top five was Cindy Lauper, Warren Zevon, Iron Maiden, and Soundgarden. So, you know, was I surprised that this is the way the other thousand of us or however many there are voted? Yeah, I was. You know, I, I, I really was surprised that some of, some of these people got, got more votes than Ben Soundgarden or Iron Maiden uh, or Warren Zevon in particular. So this is all a long way of saying, I don't know. I don't know if that can, <laughs> that can or will happen or not. So the answer is, good question, Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, no, he raises a good point, and that's certainly a point that, that's been raised by a great many people over the years about whether whether the votes are actually counted or whether it's a group or cabal of people who get together, you know, involving the the Rock Hall Foundation people, HBO, deciding well what's going to make the most what they think is going to make the most compelling TV show. You it's, know, their, it's their it's club. A, it's a it's a good question, and they don't seem to mind all the chatter that goes on uh, every year about who does and doesn't get into the Rock Hall of Fame. So maybe it's good for business. It is. It, it's like well, yeah, I think I think they count on the chat the chatter and they count on the controversy. 
uh, to keep to keep them in front in front of eyeballs and ears. Do you think every year when the list comes out, they go listen to them? They're doing it again. Yeah. They're all worked up again. We when, did it. When Taylor Swift makes yeah. it, as she certainly will. Oh, no, she show, she will not. She, she will. She's not a first. The way this is going, the way the patterns we've seen, if she's not a first ballot uh, when she becomes eligible, which isn't that long, well, it's it's still a little ways away. Um, that's like that's first. like that's like sports writers. All of them didn't vote for Hank Aaron to get into the Hall of Fame. Somebody said right. no to Hank Aaron. He got in on the first ballot, but not everyone voted. It wasn't a unanimous vote. Yeah, I mean, the White Stripes were my real surprise this year. I thought they were a first ballot she win, and uh, they weren't. What you was know, the, a, the, What was Taylor Swift's history making uh, thing this week? This week, so she had, you know, as she often does, she put out a vinyl release for Record Store Day. It was called The Long Pond Studio Sessions. And it debuted at number three on the Billboard 200, highest chart debut ever for a Record Store Day vinyl release. Yeah. All so of fame. Can't, I mean, All of fame. You know, she'll probably make, you know, I mean, if she does something for Cinco de Mayo today, it'll probably set a record. Right. This is, this is just who she is and what she does. Those Swifties are very, very active. Oh. Or, or should I say you. we Swifties? Are very very active. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, you Swifties, yeah. I, like, I like her. Just, I like it just fine. I don't consider myself a Swiftie like you. Well, unfortunately, Ed Sheeran had to go to court again this week, but he won. So if you have to go to yeah. court, I guess coming away with the win is the best thing you can hope for. Yeah, two weeks running. I mean, he certainly drew his line in the sand that he was. He was what is how did he phrase it? He wasn't going to be a piggy bank to be squeezed. Um, you know, by by people claiming that he stole that music, and he worked hard. I mean, he, I'm sure his attorneys did a fine job, but I I think the thing that helped him prevail the most was he got on the stand for two weeks. He got on the stand with his guitar, and he demonstrated, you know, not only how he wrote "Thinking Out Loud," but how songs are written, how where song similarities come from and why similarities do not equal plagiarism. He worked it hard and he even he even he revealed at the press conference yesterday he had to miss his grandmother's funeral for this. For to be in New York to testify. He couldn't get so, a couple day recess for that? I the death in the family and you know, apparently didn't ask for it or maybe he did and it was turned down. Um, but this is how seriously he takes this stuff. So he you know he's He's won. He's now won two cases, which I think should have some chilling effect on those who want to go after him. Well, he also said, "I'm not sure if it was the first or second case that he was going to videotape writing sessions now." Right, and which he apparently he said that during the first one. Okay, and apparently didn't, but maybe now he will. He did threaten that he was going to retire if he lost this. Mm. That he was he was just you know not going to do it anymore. That he would stop and. And that would be it. Uh, but he did win, and you know, certainly, if you think you own rights to a song that you think Ed Sheeran may have plagiarized, you know, back off. He, he probably didn't. We have a coronation going on tomorrow, and we couldn't find bands to play it. But Steve Winwood jumped up and said, "I'll do it." Yeah, he stepped up. He was the late addition. Uh, just added this week to the coronation concert. Uh, this this week in London on Sunday, the coronation is Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, it'll be Steve Winwood joining Katy Perry, 
Lionel Richie, Take That, Paloma Faith, and All In Viewers. Uh, Tom Cruise and Joseph, Joan Collins are apparently appearing as part of it. Uh, Andrea Bocelli is, is going to be there. Uh, a couple of other, other Pete Tong will be the official DJ. So, you know, it'll be a party. It's not going to be what I think they envisioned or hoped for. You know, as we all know, Adele and Cheer, well, we know why Ed Sheeran, uh, you know, declined to perform. Uh, the Spice Girls all, all declined invitations to perform. Well, Stevie Winwood was born in Birmingham anyway, so... Oh, yeah, no, he's he's British. I, he hasn't said whether it's because he's a royalist or not or because he just hasn't played a whole lot recently. And, hey, if you're going to go out and play a show, it may as well be the coronation of a king. How long do all these bands get to play? Three, four, five sure. songs? It's like that. You know, it's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of like a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame set. It's a, it's a, it's a mini set, and so it'll be... For the most part, it'll be all hits. Uh, maybe some appropriate songs, you know, where I'm sure Steve Winwood's going to play Higher Love. Wouldn't you love to see him play Low Spark as High Heeled Boys? But <laughs> something tells me that will be that will be viewed as not necessarily appropriate to the occasion. Are Canada or Australia being represented uh, in the whole um, musical mash? Um, not that I see. Really. Uh, chi- China is. Wang Wang's playing. There's a Nigerian singer. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, but they're not part Canadian. of the Commonwealth, you know. But they are. Oh, those, oh China, China and, uh, Nigeria. No, they're not. You're right. They're not part yeah. of the Commonwealth. So, so I don't see. Uh, I don't see Canada. Don't see. Don't see Australia in this. Tough week for Canada. Yeah, I think uh, King Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth is still on some of the currency in Australia. It'll be King Charles on most of it, but I think it's on the ten, their whatever their ten is. If it's a pound or a, a dollar, tenor. or something. yeah, that'll take a, a while a tenor, to yeah. to gurgle well, through no, the system. They're, they're, well, they're going to leave her on there as just as a tribute. Oh, really? To her long service. Yeah. Maybe they could put That's Gordon nice. Lightfoot on the tenor. Maybe it was a tough week in Canada. You know, they lost Gordon Lightfoot. They also lost Tim Bachman uh, from Bachman Turner Overdrive, the second Bachman uh, brother. Uh, to pass away this uh, this year, Robbie, the drummer, passed away earlier. So it's really just Randy and their their other siblings around. Wasn't Gordon Lightfoot right on the verge a few years ago? Too, he was pretty sick. Oh yeah, he's been he's had he's had health issues uh, for the last few years. Uh, uh, this year, you know, he, he he suffered a fatal abdominal aneurysm, um, and he is you know the outpouring. I think we don't feel it as much in America, even though we recognize his greatness. In Canada, he was considered like a musical poet laureate um, because, you know, he remained in Canada. You know, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young, you know, so many of the others have uh, have moved to the United States. But Gordon Lightfoot, you know, remained a, a proud Canadian. Speaking of Joni Mitchell, yeah. I read some about her this week that I had no idea. Joni Mitchell was a blast to have at your parties. Apparently they oh, used yeah. to apparently they used to have a poker game at Glenn Fry's house on Monday nights. They'd watch Monday night football and they would play poker after the game till all hours. Joni Mitchell would just come over and hang out and they loved having Joni Mitchell there. They said oh, she yeah, was the best she, hang at that time in Laurel Canyon. She was very popular Joni with Mitchell. her with you know within the music community I and mean, well, you know you can judge her just by how many of them wound up dating her. You know, she really, she was a gregarious. Well, I'll say this out, about Joni Mitchell. She must have had a great personality. 
Now, now. Wrong. Is that now, really? Now. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, you know, they loved her there. But they life of the party, happy. Joni Mitchell, who knew? Oh, yeah. No, no, exactly. But she, but she was very much part of that community. That whole you know, both they, sides now doesn't seem that's, like That's a, Judy Collins. Both sides now. Well, well, it was written by Joni Mitchell. Oh, she wrote both sides Judy now? Collins, <laughs> Judy Collins turned it into a hit. But yeah, that doesn't seem it, like I, a real life of the party kind of, you know. Well, not very little of her music does, but, you know, but that was the other thing. Her entree was her talent. Okay. You know, they, they loved her so much as a songwriter, as an artist, that they welcomed, you know, what was probably a bit of a chauvinistic community welcomed Do her you think? In, into their core. Just a touch, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, but Joni, you know, to her credit, not just the talent, but the the personality and the wherewithal, and she was tough enough to, to hang with the guys. Best hang in Laurel Canyon, they said. Yeah. So wow. if you fed yeah, all the Joni Mitchell uh, knowledge uh, in the world into an AI uh, computer. <laughs> isn't, isn't this turning into something? Yes. You know, are, you, are you thinking Bob and Brian AI yet? Uh, well, I think they might be thinking that down the hall. <laughs> so the, the latest, the latest thing that's stirring things up this week is there's an AI-generated clip of the band Holes Celebrity Skin, sung by Kurt Cobain, who of course was Courtney Love's husband. Yeah, and this comes on the heel of an AI version of the Beatles doing "God Only Knows," the Beach Boys classic. Um, you know that's. It's starting to get the hackles up. People, people are growing very concerned about what this will result in and, and what it'll lead to. Um, that, that there is too much of it going on. You know what this yeah, reminds me of? Napster. Huh. It's yeah, like Na- Napster got rolling and it got unbelievably big, and they just had to crack down and shut it down. Those two have been mentioned. AI and Napster have been mentioned in the same breath many times this past month. Um, in, ter- in terms of similarities, so yeah, I think you're gonna you're gonna start seeing congressional hearings and and you know basically being you know the legal community start to weigh in on this and and create protections so that this is you know because this does go to intellectual property. Right. It's and, it's stealing now. I mean, when you start doing right. stuff like that, you're stealing. Right. And, you know, there is there's a real concern, too, that the, you know, when you see when the most popular song in a given week could be an AI-generated, um, you know, piece of music, what does this do to the creative community? I mean, that's part of what the, the Writers Guild strike is, you know, now in Hollywood. You know, that, that, those, are, those are concerns for them as well. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of action uh, start on this. You know, it may not happen until the fall. Just you know, things like congressional hearings. Yeah. They'll be they'll be going on their summer recess soon enough. And there's other issues to deal with. But this is it's going to become a an important focus in the very near future. So I, I go out and I buy an AI computer, mm-hmm. and I load uh, uh, you know, Joni Mitchell, Elvis Presley oh, sings. Okay. Uh, uh, Presley yeah, both sides now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a crime. That's going to be a yeah. crime. Well, yeah. Well, it is. I think I think the courts the courts are going to have to establish that that's a crime, but I think by any any conventional and current law, it's definitely a crime and definitely a violation of of copyright and, you know, image protection. You know, your 
your intellectual property, you know, includes your voice and your style. So, you know, this, I don't, I'd be very surprised if the AI generators won out on this one. You know, it seems, it seems pretty clear cut. The only thing I can think of that gives me pause when you say that is the VCR. Because remember when TV was suing Sony or whoever for when the VCR came out about recording their programs and all that stuff, and the court said, no, you can record it in your own home and watch it if you like. And what happened? Everyone made more money later. It's the VCR that went out of business. Yeah. But they did did establish back then that you couldn't do it for commercial purposes. Right, exactly. So maybe they... yeah. Now, what's going to go on with the AI thing is, though, you know, the the defense will be, well, this isn't commercial purposes. This is just us yucking around uh, with the technology. But this is different than the VCR. You know, so, the if VCR I buy days, my AI computer and uh, have, have <laughs> start to build your Frankenstein, uh, yeah, have the Beatles sing "Surfing USA" yeah. just for my own right. whatever. Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, uh, if, you keep, if, you, if you keep it in your own whatever, in other words, if you just make it, play it at home, maybe show it to a few friends, but if you post it online, and that's how we got Asian carp, you know, in our waterways <laughs> is they got out. Somebody <laughs> had them and they them got out. Online. Yeah, so, all right, so we're right back where we started because the founding fathers could have never foreseen this when they were writing, you know, our Declaration of Independence, you know. Yeah, absolutely not someday we'd be uh, just you'd have a computer to write whatever and what if somebody fed the uh, uh declaration of independence into this machine of yours this ai my home ai yeah right <laughs> and, and turned, wrote it turned it into a broadway music <laughs> yeah in, in, the, in the style of lin-manuel miranda yeah exactly gary we're out of time all right you guys have a great weekend all right you too we'll talk to you next week sounds good Gary Graff from Philadelphia this morning.